<laughs> this is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, feline friends. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. Not too long ago, we talked about some steps in adopting a cat. And today, we're going to talk about breeds. Should you choose a specific breed or just, you know, go with something adorable at your local rescue? We'll be right back after this message. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Super Mega Fish Oil. Get the third bottle free. Packed with omega-3, DHA, and EPA fatty acids. Super Mega is great for your dog's immune system, healthy skin, and soft, shiny fur. Dogs love it. Try Super Omega Fish Oil. Buy two. Get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. Today we're going to talk about breeds, cat breeds, what breed is good for you, things you should consider when considering what kind of breed you should adopt for your first little kitty. I'll give you a little little bit of background in my uh, crew here. I didn't adopt any of them. <laughs> they adopted me. And that happens often with cats and cat pet parents. It's really a really common thing. My first cat is Dennis. And I didn't know what he was. He just, he, it was a cold night and you know, in South Florida, cold night is like 40 degrees. And this poor little guy was meowing. Opened the door. He walked in. I didn't even know it was a he because it's kind of hard to tell in cats unless you know what you're looking for. And later found out that he's Maine Coon. Now, I didn't know what Maine Coon was. I just thought I had the sweetest cat. He came when I called him. You know, he was like a dog. He was just great. And haven't had mostly dogs most of my life. I thought, hey, I could relate to this cat. This is a great cat. And I thought other cats were just, you know, a little cranky or biatchy. You know, you know what I mean? But turns out my cat was a little abnormal. So here's something to think about if you are kind of more of a dog person and want to get yourself, you know, into the world of cats or your, maybe your roommate, significant other, partner, whatever wants a cat, try Maine Coon because they are super sweet cats. They're very, you know, friendly. They're very cuddly. Dennis has so many of the manner, same mannerisms as my dog, Nikki, that it's it's just hilarious. It's so funny. And actually, Nikki has some of the same mannerisms as a cat, you know. They grew up together, so, you know, they might think they're the same. Who knows? But Dennis is just a very, very cool cat. So definitely something to consider. However, keep in mind, 
Maine Coon are generally long-haired cats, so you need to brush them. Occasionally, you will need to groom them. Every so often, I take Dennison. He gets his lion cut, so that means he gets shaved down, and we could, you know, start fresh with, you know, nice fresh fur. Just get him all cleaned up. But that's something to consider. So on to the rest of my crew. I was a single cat person for quite a while. And when I moved, I moved into an area where there were a lot of like, not really feral, but community cats. And I ended up adopting, let's see, Molly was born on my front step. Charlotte was her sister from a different litter. And she didn't leave my front step. So that's how we adopted her. And then my outside ones are Sammy and Jethro. And they are the parents of Charlotte and mom. Sammy is the mom of Molly. If you can keep track of all that. They all look like mixes. Molly's kind of like a tuxedo cat. The others are like tabby. Just mixes. And they all have their own personalities. But they're definitely more, quote, cat-like than Dennis's. Dennis is much more dog-like. So let's talk more about just various breeds and what you can expect from some of the more breed-specific cats versus the, I guess, mutt cats, you know, the cats that are mixed. One kind of cat that I've been intrigued by, and especially lately and on Instagram, there's so many cool pictures I Am Mo Show has a whole family of them, and that's Sphinx cats. If you've ever seen them, they're bald. (laughs) They're kind of wrinkly. It doesn't mean they're low maintenance because they do have to be washed, I think about, or bathed rather, probably I think once a week, once every two weeks. And they're kind of a little bit like, I don't want to offend anybody who has any Sphinx cats, but I really like them. But they look a little bit like aliens because they're bald and they have very big eyes. So they're kind of funky looking, but I think they're so cool. I am hunting for a Sphinx rescue so I so I can have... I'd I'd get another cat to my group and have a Sphinx cat. But what's great about a Sphinx cat is for people with allergies to cats, most of the time the allergies have to do with the dander in the fur. Well, guess what? There is none with Sphinx cat. So that might be a great option for someone who has cat allergies. Now, keep in mind the allergies might not be just the dander in the fur. Some people have allergies just to the cat, the skin of a cat versus the fur. You know, allergies, and I I have my share, so allergies are strange like that. But it's something definitely you want to consider. Now, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back and talk about a few more breeds that might be just the one for you. everyone, Michelle Fern here. I have discovered a great brand called Dr. Elsie's. They are truly focused on your cat. One of their mottos is, we've always put ourselves in our pet's paws. 
I just love that. And did you know the number one behavioral reason that cats are either abused, abandoned, or returned to shelters is doing their number ones and number twos outside the litter box? Yep. And let me tell you, I have been dealing with that for quite a while with one of my kitties, Charlotte. I have a multi-cat household like so many of you. And no matter what I tried, she refuses to use the litter box. And I have tried everything. Nothing worked. And then I found out about Dr. Elsie's Cat Attract. Now, most cats are not that picky, but almost every household has a Charlotte. And that cat will be persnickety about using the litter box with other cats. Well, Dr. Elsie's Cat Attract is a product that helps bring cats like my persnickety Charlotte back to using the box. And Dr. Elsie's is so positive that you will love their product. They're going to offer a rebate and pay up to $20 for your first bag of any Dr. Elsie's litter. You can visit DrElsie's.com slash catitude and print out the rebate form or fill it out online. I will also have it on my Instagram, which is at catitude17. Give Dr. Elsie's Cat Attract Litter a shot. You will not regret it. Happy cat, mom. Happy cat. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone. This is Michelle Fern, and we're talking about cat breeds and how to find the right one for you. And keep in mind when we're talking about cat breeds that, sure, you can go to a breeder. There's a lot of reputable breeders out there. However, there are also a lot of cat rescues that are breed-specific. For example, I've seen a Sphinx rescue. I've seen Siamese cat rescue, Persian cat rescues out there. Just like in the world of dogs, there's a lot of different dog breed-specific rescues. Same with cats. Not as common, but they are out there. Okay, let's talk about one of the total cuties out there, the Persian cat. Now, these cats are beyond adorable. They generally have a bit of a rounded head, big round eyes. They have a short muzzle. So they kind of have their little smushed in faces and they have a very long, thick, puffy coat. So again, you're going to be brushing your kitty and there's going to be hair around. So just keep that in mind with the Persian, but they are adorable. They also have a really nice attitude, or maybe we could say catitude. They're very sweet, and they're very gentle cats. They're just like, I kind of think of them as the doll of cats because they're so, you know, doll-like in their features with the big eyes and the, and the little, you know, short muzzle. And they're just very sweet. So, and I'm sure they would probably be really good around children too. But that's a whole other show. So, moving along, let's talk about another popular cat the Siamese. And almost all of us know about Siamese cats because 
they've been so populated in Disney movies and Disney characters, but they're actually really fun cats. They're very extroverted and they're very talkative. They will meow for endlessly. They'll talk to you. And I don't know if you can, <laughs> you can understand what they say, but hey, you know, maybe develop your own meow language back. But they're really, really fun cats to have around. They actually came from Thailand, and they're distinguished by their large ears. They have almond eyes. They generally have a long nose. Their face is usually a little bit darker than the rest of their body, and they're a little easier to take care of than most cats because they have very fine, short hair. So the grooming on Siamese cats are very easy, and I just think they're so elegant. They're just a very elegant kind of a cat, you know. So let's talk about some other types of unusual breeds that might make a really fun cat for you to adopt. What about the Burmese cat? They have a nickname these cats, which is bricks wrapped in silk because they are really heavy for their size. You know, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I sometimes、um, tell that to Dennis, but he just says he has a lot of fur. Anyway, Burmese cats—they really like a lot of attention. So if you're not home all the time, they're not going to make their cat very happy. They're really sweet. They're very affectionate. They are, you know, short hair, so they're very easy to groom. They're just a really nice cat. They're generally solid shade and like browns or golden brown, darker brown, more like that. The last breed that I'll discuss because my predecessor Tom in some of the earlier shows of Catitude talked about some various breeds, went into a lot of technical information on the various breeds, and I just want to give you kind of an overview on a few breeds that I really like and that I think would make really nice house cats or companion cats for a lot of people out there that are considering adopting. One of the newer breeds that's out there is called the Munchkin. So your Munchkin cat. Here's the deal with them: they have short legs. Their legs are about half the size of regular cats, so they're not as likely to, you know, jump all over the place. However, they are very fast and dart all over the place. They're adorable. They're kind of like, you know, the I guess、um, the dwarf of cats because their legs are so tiny. And they're just just so darn cute. They're kind of a newer breed in a sense. You know, they've said they've been around. There have been reports since the 1930s, but the breed really only appeared in the 1980s. So, hey, they're like only maybe 40 years old. The breed, so relatively new in the world of cats. So. Hopefully, I've given you some ideas of some breeds to consider, and some things to consider when you consider the type of breed. Keep in mind too that no matter what breed the cat is, they all have their own little personalities. Dennis is very true to his breed, and I haven't had him tested, but I swear he's Maine Coon. So he epitomizes all of the characteristics of Maine Coon. Molly is a diva, and I don't know what her 
you know, she's a mutt. She's mixed. She's tuxedo, but that's really her coloring. And she's she's like a cat. <laughs> she's very cat-like. She's a little talkative. She is friendly when she wants to be. She does not like to be held. So she's not a super social cat. But, you know, she loves my partner. He cannot get enough of her. And they talk to each other. And you know, if she had two legs instead of four, I'd probably be jealous, but hey. And then Charlotte is just like a nervous cat and she's a mix. So keep in mind that all cats have different personalities. I think a great way for you to get, you know, if you're thinking about adopting and you're not sure what type, go to a rescue, go to a rescue that has a variety of cats. There are so many cat rescues. There's, of course, you know, humane societies all over the place. And you'll see a lot of different cats. A lot of the times, if you're able to, you know, adopt a younger cat, you can help develop their personality. Charlotte was adopted at, I think she was about five months old. She wasn't held as as a tiny cat. So she's a little shy around people. However, Molly was held as a little kitten. And she doesn't like to be held ever at all, unless very rarely, and it's on her terms. So you can't always assume that because a kitten is has one personality that that is going to be true for how the cat is once they grow up a little bit. But again, if you're definitely, you definitely want a specific breed, check out a lot of the breed rescues. You might end up adopting a cat that's a little bit older, you know, two, three years old, but it's a less costly option than going to a breeder. If you do want a specific breed from a breeder, there's so many reputable breeders out there. So there's a lot of different choices that you can take as far as what route to go and what breed to consider when adopting. And again, just to summarize, to keep in mind, when you're considering the breed, try to consider more than, that's the cutest breed ever. I just want that kind of breed because they just look so cute. Keep in mind the temperament, their activity level, the lifespan, because some cats live longer than others, and of course, the grooming. Some cats will need a lot more grooming than others, especially if they're long hair or the opposite, if they have no hair. So these are just a couple of things to consider. I think the most important would probably be the temperament because, and, you know, if you have young children, if you're going to be home a lot, if you're not going to be home a lot, if it's a more social type of a breed than others, all of those are things to consider. So I hope this episode of Catitude has given you some little bit more thought and some, maybe some help as you're on the way to your adoption process. And we are going to talk next about how you can prepare your cat for coming home. That will be in a future episode. So until then, thanks to my cat crew, Dennis and Charlotte and Molly and Sammy and Jethro. And there's a new one, Jax. I don't know a lot about him. That's why I didn't talk about his breed. He's definitely mixed. He's from the streets. But we feed them. We take care of them, too. So thanks for my crew. Thanks to everyone that listens to Catitude. I appreciate it so much. And, of course, thanks to my wonderful, amazing producer, Mark Winter, for making me sound amazing. So a big thank you. 
And keep listening. We have a lot of great, great shows coming up. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.